Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We are introducing you to the uh, finalists of the Lions Lair competition uh, once again. Uh, we've been involved in this, obviously, right from the get-go, and uh, it's a, it been a fascinating competition again this year, and it all culminates, of course, on the 26th of next week uh, with the big gala, and the winners will be announced, of course, with the Lions Lair competition. Uh, the following day, the Friday morning, we'll be broadcasting live from the Innovation Factory right across the highway from us here in the west end of Hamilton. Uh, and we'll have the winners on, and we'll have a number of folks from the Innovation Factory, the, some of the judges, uh, sponsors, and also some of the past winners. And it's always great to, to catch up with them to see uh, just how great things have gone for them since they, they won the competition. Uh, and we could be talking to one of the winners of this year's competition right now. Uh, Jay Singh is with us, who is the Chief Executive Officer with Able Innovations. Good. Th- First of all, thanks for coming in today. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for having us here. Okay. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. Thank uh, you so much for having us here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, it, I, I saw this. I was telling you when I saw yeah. this, the scripts for the, and, and the finalists of this, and I was looking at this, and I, I started to read through uh, what we're going to talk about here with uh, uh, your, your uh, fabulous uh, work that you're doing. And I thought... Uh, I have family that live in work in healthcare. I, I just matter of fact, just visited the hospital the other day to visit somebody, and and I'm seeing some of the the archaic machinery that's being used there, uh, and and this thing I think is just incredible. What's already you're already getting great reviews and great stuff on this. Maybe explain exactly what you're proposing here. Yeah, basically. So what, as you mentioned, the technology today that's out there is extremely archaic when it comes to moving immobile individuals. So as individuals get older at home, they lose their ability to get in and out of bed. And basically you have these archaic lifts and slings that lift you up like a sack of potatoes. And that's something that I wasn't happy about when I saw it. Uh, my background is in robotics, and I said, you know, what if we could automate this? And th- this process has been the same for the last 60 years. Uh, easily. Easily, yeah. Actually, here's a fun fact, a bit of a diversion, but <laughs> the same person who invented the engine lift, so how to get your engines out of your car, it's the exact same guy it's who invented a, it, these. And that doesn't surprise me, Jacob. No. It's the same technology, really. Exactly the same. So if you look at an engine lift and I show it to the individual at the hospital, they're like, this is the same device we use. I'm like, yeah, well, duh, it's the same thing. So, you know, that didn't sit well with me. It wasn't Except dignified. the engine's an inanimate object. Uh, that you're dealing with a human <laughs> your being loved on the ones. other side. You're yeah. dealing with your loved ones. And, and then that, that was something that was really painful for me to watch. And my background's in robotics. And I'm like, all this awesome technology has come in the last decade, really. You know, these semiconductors, there's a lot of automation going on. So why not in this industry? And that's really the approach I took. And what our solution is, is basically allow individuals who are immobile to go from a bed to a wheelchair without any physical effort. So nobody's getting in your private space. And what's also very important is by eliminating that, your family can take care of you. So your loved one can take care of you. Uh, if you're an elderly couple living together, your your spouse can get you out of bed. N- you don't have to move into long-term care. Most people don't want to, and the system doesn't even have the resources to sustain that. Now, why why this idea? I mean, you, I, I understand your right. backgrounds in robotics, but mm-hmm. w- were you exposed to healthcare to see exactly how it's being done? I mean, yeah. I, aside because even if <laughs> when it happens at the hospital, if you're there visiting somebody, I mean, they say, "Okay, you got to leave now," right? Because no. it's it's a process to move somebody. Yeah, and and you know, my experience has been unique. I guess uh, I've been privileged enough to be exposed to these processes behind closed doors, and it started off when my family moved to Canada. My mom became a housekeeper at a long term care, okay. and I used to shadow her. Uh, and I continued that work for a decade where I became friends with a lot of these individuals. Like It was like reading a novel, talking to older adults, and they were my friends. And when I saw their pain, I'm like, this is not great. They're not being treated the right way. And this is some 
an impression I had since I was 13. So I actually helped co-found a charity where I was delivering food to older adults to help them stay at home longer. And it never really clicked until three or four years ago where I could actually use my technology background and combine it and really help somebody. And that's where the idea started kind of, you know, snowballing where I was volunteering at long-term care. I started consulting, doing up 3D renderings and animations of how this could work, and people really just pushed me into it. How did you, how did you do the first prototype? I mean, you had an idea, obviously, right. because you were exposed to this, and you're thinking, I'm, I'm sure since the first time you saw this, right. this the, the current thing in action, you thought, there's got to be a better way than this. But, yeah. but you actually took it to the next step, and, and uh, did you have a design in your head at the time? Yeah, so I had a few sleepless nights uh, three years ago where I really had this idea of using basically conveyor belts and the trick was how do you make them really safe to interact with fragile skin mm-hmm. uh, to be able to get underneath and that's a complicated process in and of itself but I, I kind of iterated on that a bit and then I made this 3D rendering animation that I started showing around that people could wrap their heads around yeah. it and they were like this is fantastic but at the same time I was getting married so I said whoa I just bought my so place you had other things on your mind I had mind. other things on my <laughs> yeah. mind but then when my wife realized that you know I, I really want to do this she said before you go any further you need to I think this is a fantastic idea. Everybody's pushing you to do this. Just go all in. And uh, early last year I did, and I'm so glad I did because now we're about 11 people working on this fantastic venture to improve the quality of lives. All right, how do you get it from your head onto paper to to an actual? Yeah, uh, it's actually, this is what I've been doing for 10 years, which is why I, I'm, you know, this is an awesome question. So from, from your head. I shouldn't say on paper. I'm com- on a computer screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of software that's available today that's fantastic in getting what's in your head into 3D. Uh, getting it from 3D to manufacturing actually is the trickier part. Because when you say, oh, I can see it on the computer, it's really easy for me to visualize it. But getting down to the nuts and bolts, that's where most of the engineering happens. And that's why you need the team. And it's really a long process. It takes six months. It took us six months to get our first well-working prototype. Uh, our first benchtop unit was done in a month where basically I hired, I remortgaged my house, I hired an engineer and <laughs> said, uh, I have an opportunity to showcase the core of our technology to, it was Northumberland County at that point. Mm-hmm. Can we have something ready in three weeks? So three weeks, literally we were <coughs> up until one or 2 a.m. Nothing like working under pressure, is there? It was, it was amazing. And I think it was, yeah, it, it really shapes you and it was some of the best work we did. <laughs> and uh, from then on, we got some funding and it's, it's been growing since then. We got the government of Canada helping us with the NRC IRAP and that's really helped us grow our team. Where do you find the expertise? I, I, with, yeah. uh, without, I mean, your stuff, uh, obviously mm-hmm. you're, uh, with your background, uh, mm. But but this this takes in about four or five different other uh, genres at the same time. You've got to put it. You've got to put a team together. Yeah, and it's been. You know what's been really great is I've never hired somebody out of a job post that I put up on like Indeed or LinkedIn. It's always been out of a story. It's always been this is a story when people really hear and they've seen their loved ones go through this. Uh, once you've been exposed to you know somebody having to move to long term care or them being treated in an undignified manner you find really passionate people. And I was lucky enough to find, you know, I, I'd broadcast, this is what I'm looking for. And then I'd find people who would match those skills, but also be extremely passionate about what we're doing. So we're all driven in a similar manner. And Toronto and Hamilton, like we are very lucky to have this ecosystem of healthcare and technology kind of and an intersection of that. So I've been actually quite privileged where I've been able to fulfill our team with 
excellent individuals. Well, we are a center here for for medical right. excellence, obviously, I mean, research and development, et cetera. And uh, right. uh, we, we are in this area, this whole GTHA area, we really don't blow our horn enough about this. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're known around the world for the mm-hmm. expertise that we have here, but we don't necessarily recognize it ourselves, but you certainly tapped into it. Absolutely. No, that's something I know, like we're, we're very lucky to have that here. So the, I'm just thinking of the ramifications of this stuff, though, Jay. And and obviously, you're talking about this from an efficiency standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, and for healthcare facilities that are looking to to try to save money because they're not getting much from the government these days. <laughs> uh, this this is going to be a, a, a an incredible idea. It's going to be a, a cost yeah. saver for them. Mm-hmm. The other element, though, and and you know this, of course, from the work that your mom did. Uh, is this is the, the existing system of, the, of moving patients around these days? Uh, it's hard on the patient, but it's also hard on the worker. Yep, and and yes. you have people that go off; they have bad backs, and they have to take time off, and that's that's not an efficient way to run a system. No, I saw my mom dislocating her shoulder, and she has so many chronic injuries that she's suffering through on a daily basis because of that exactly. So it's it's everybody really. It's the system, it's the individuals, and it's the caregiver too. It's just not sustainable. And our population is, you know, it's a fact that our population is headed in a direction that we are getting older. Yep. We don't have solutions to, to scale with that. And the workforce is overly stretched as well. So, yeah, this is definitely something that I think some technology needs to play a part, not just policy. So where are you in the process now? I mean, yeah. uh, you know, obviously, if you win the competition, there'll be a few bucks coming your way and mm-hmm. some assistance. And what would you do with that? So my main goal is to get our first product. So as I spoke, I want to keep individuals at home, but our initial products are more clinical where we want to prove out our technology in controlled settings, so hospitals and long-term care. My goal today is to raise awareness. We are a company that's groomed and primed to help your facilities and get our products in your facilities to prevent falls, to make the lives of your caregivers easier, and to make your facility more efficient. And that's my main goal. The second goal is, uh, you know, the funds from the competition are going to be absolutely excellent. We're going to put that toward some of our uh, IP and patent side, but we're also going. We're also raising beyond that because our dream is quite significant. So we're going to be raising uh, our first round of equity early next year. And I know Hamilton, spe- especially, has a great ecosystem of investors who yeah. helped in this space. So it's raising, you know, raising our profile to that level and letting them know here we are. Uh, we're going to be looking for capital, and we would appreciate any help in this ecosystem. Well, it's great. I mean, the innovation factory across the road here right. are fabulous at, at opening those doors for you because yeah. you're absolutely right. There are people that have money, and they're saying, well, yeah, but they want to invest it wisely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, an idea for the future. This is an idea for now, too, though. Yep, yep. It's uh, Timing is one of those things that you know. I read a lot about successful companies and startups, and the number one factor is not capital or idea. It's timing. Uh, there was a YouTube before YouTube started, but it didn't succeed because it wasn't at the right timing. So I feel like the intersection of technology and the change in demographics is there. And yeah, right now, everybody's stretched. Long, if you go to long-term care, you will really see it, where a caregiver joins that facility because they have a vocation to uh, spend time with older adults and really make be friends with them. But they're not able to do that. They're just, all their job is very physical today. And the technology is out there to reduce that physical uh, aspect of their job. As I was reading the overview about uh, right. what's going on though with Able Innovations, though, Jay, what impressed? I, I was thinking ahead, and, and mm-hmm. then I, as I read down, it's oh, he's already thought of that, which <laughs> shouldn't surprise me really, uh, about actually using this technology, as you say, for assisted living devices in the home, mm-hmm. which is, is is an ideal situation. We've we've made some strides in that, but not very much. This this would be a huge, huge asset for somebody that wants to stay at home and live with uh, with their family. Yeah, and and. Th- 
what I call that is a combined transfer and mobility device because you have mobility devices, sure. wheelchairs. They do an excellent yeah, job just at the moving. stair chairs and everything. Yeah, so you have those are you know mobility devices, but in that in those micro transfers from a bed to a wheelchair or going to a washroom, these are everyday necessary tasks that people often overlook. But you have to do these six or seven times a day. And right now, there is no answer other than you need two caregivers or somebody to break their back over time. But you know from, from the time you've worked in that industry, I mean long-term right. care, an awful lot of the time when the decision is made that like I just can't look after them anymore. So I guess mm-hmm. we're going to have to look at long-term care. Yeah. This will extend their opportunity to stay in the house. That And that is the dream. It's, it's to extend that opportunity where individuals want to stay. And they're, it's it's irrefutable that people are happier and healthier at home around their loved ones. So if you can provide care to them closer to home, it is going to be what we need moving forward as a society. Now, I know that you're, as you say, you're, you're going to concentrate on the institutionalization uh, market, first of all, mm-hmm. and, which makes a lot of sense. Right. First of all, there's a need there. And uh, and you can also obviously spread the word about what's happening here because people are going to be talking about this within the industry. Mm-hmm. But I got to assume, just from the time that you and I have been talking here in the last little while, that you've already developed in your head at least a prototype for, for the assisted stuff in home, haven't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's you're, where you're, you're way ahead of the curve here. That's where I started, actually. My oh, yeah. I was overzealous. I'm like, I'm going to do this in, you know, two years. Uh, but but as, you, as you realize, to peel, peel the layers, this is a complex task. And there are many attributes that I'd already developed of that prototype when I realized. I started talking to institutions. They said, we could actually take what you've developed, make it into a product, and solve our needs today. And what that will do is put you in a good position for success so that when you're coming in with this ambitious product, it's very well engineered. And that's the approach I've decided to take is test the core ideas of this home care product in institutions. And it makes things a bit easier for us because uh, there is some supervis- super supervisory controls within a, an institution. You have caregivers who can be trained. Whereas in home care, that aspect may not be there. So it allows us some more time to get there. I'm not going to say this is an easy sell but right. because you're going to have to work hard and, and mm-hmm. as you have been doing for the last little while. Yeah. But you got to know that institutions and, and places like Hamilton Health Sciences and St. Joe's mm-hmm. and, and others are, are, are as soon as they see this, they're going to say, yeah, yeah we've got to get us some of that stuff. I mean, th- there's yeah. a market for it and a, a need for it right now. Right. And and that's what we're trying to say. Like, you know, we're at the stage where we're getting ready to start to address that need. There's a huge need on the transfer side and on the fault side, yeah. actually. Uh, hospitals have more and more falls month by month right now. This is crazy. But when you look at the fall statistics, it's just going up and hospitals and long-term care don't know why there are more people falling. But it's just it's just a fact, and our technology addresses that. So well, part of the problem is staffing. There's not right. as much staff as there was five, ten years ago for cutbacks, etc. So yeah, this this is this is the, the solution to the concerning problems that we have. Exactly. Uh, congratulations on on where you've come so far. This is just mm-hmm. an incredible uh, innovation, and I know it's something that we're going to be talking about for years to come. And as I watch these in hospitals and here in Hamilton and other cities in the future, I'm going to say, I, I knew the guy. I know <laughs> I know the guy that did Thank this. Thank you so much. No, congratulations and good luck in the uh, the competition. Yeah, I greatly appreciate this, and I appreciate your interview, and I appreciate your insight into this. This has been truly, you know, enlightening. Well, that, that's I'm always amazed when I meet the finalists and some of the great ideas, and this is one of the best, too. Uh, Jay you. Singh, Chief Executive Officer with Able Innovations. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Thank you. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.